Hi, everybody, and welcome back. It's Krista Living Sober, and we're here for my next episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to Crystal Living Sober. We have Laurie from Laurie's World of Sobriety joining us. And I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. Um, Let's start off. Yeah. uh, Let's start off by telling the listeners in the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So uh, my name is Lori. I am an alcoholic. Uh, my sobriety date is two sixteen ten. So in uh, less than a month, I'm going to have 12 years of sobriety. I'm really, That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Um, which I'm really excited about. I I'm a run-of-the-mill drunk girl. I have no no crazy story. Just the progression of alcohol and cocaine took over my life until it was unmanageable. You know, it's the same. It's the same story. Um, Just a little different from, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's what's so bizarre is that I felt like I wasn't like anybody else. I was so unique. You don't have my story. You don't know about my family. You don't know about my husband. You don't know about my problems, you know, um, and how wrong I was, how wrong I was. Uh, I needed to, um, you know. When did you first start drinking? 33 years old. Okay. (laughs) I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. (laughs) That is unique, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, you know, of course I, you know, did a little smoked a little pot in high school and, you know, drink every once in a while, but I didn't like it um, because I was very depressed all the time. And I didn't know why. So the idea of smoking pot and drinking anytime I did need those feelings even worse. So I was like, what's the use? Like, what's the use? I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the feeling, the effect of being lower than I already was so I just kind of coped and went through life um feeling really horrible all the time I didn't know why I had no clue why and you know I love my family so much but we're from a very old-fashioned Italian Catholic family and you know what happens in the the in the house stays in the house you don't air out your dirty laundry and my dad was you know asking for help is a sign of weakness and and that's you know that was what was in my head you know and he never said you know anything he he wasn't a bad father he was you know he's a hard worker you know and he took care of us and we had a roof over our head and food on the table so it wasn't like I had this horrible childhood um, but I, I don't know why I always just felt less than for whatever reason, yeah. for whatever reason. And, um, I attempted suicide a couple of times and, you know, I was so pissed at myself because, you know, even more down on myself, like, shit, I can't even, I can't even do this right. <laughs> Good God, you know? Yeah. Um, but just always going through life. Okay. 
Yeah, well, this is just my life mm-hmm. and this is how it is. And it's pretty sucky in my, it was pretty sucky in my opinion. It was my perceptive, perfect perception mm-hmm. of life being sucky because I know now that it is not, it is not. Yeah. No? So did you ever get diagnosed with depression or anything? Did you I was, I was in, I was in a, I was in a, in a facility for a little while and, you know, yeah, you, you know, I was depressed and I should probably seek out some counseling and maybe try some medication and it just made me feel even worse. And so I just said, forget it. It's not working. So forget mm-hmm. it. I'm not doing it and continue just to do my thing just continue to do my thing. And I was just miserable, miserable, miserable. I was probably, uh, I don't know, my early thirties and Mm -hmm. somebody said to me, if I wanted to try some cocaine, I'm like, what the hell is that? Cause I was petrified of drugs, petrified of them. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But what the hell? Oh my God. I felt alive, Krista. Yeah. It was like, yeah. zooms, I was like, hey, <laughs> gave me, oh, yeah. gave me that high that, oh my God, life mm-hmm. is so great. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I loved it more than life And you itself. did it. You did it while you were drinking too, right? Well, like it went hand in hand. It, it or... did go hand. It did go hand in hand because then it was like I, I, I figured out pretty quickly that if I, you know, to to regulate it, so it wasn't so high and it wasn't so low, and so it kind of brought me in the middle. And yeah. it's expensive. Oh yeah, <laughs> woohoo! And so, um, I stopped doing it somebody asked me to stop doing it. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop, you know, for you, anything for you, honey, you know, yeah. people pleaser that I am. Um, but when I stopped my, the, you know, the drinking quadrupled Krista. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. just one, it just progressed from the yeah. age of 33 to the age of 45. I was the hottest um, mess going. Like I, it, there was the blackouts, there was, you know, the, the regret, the remorse, the, the, the guilt, everything. Mm-hmm. But at this point, my, you know, my children were, were young, you know, they were young and I wasn't there for them. I was not there for them. At 33 years old, I had gotten a divorce and, you know, cause I had the guts to ask for one, you know, cause I was high, yeah. get, out, get out. It's all your fault. Yeah let me do my thing. And, you know, and I never went out. So I was, you know, I was making up for lost time. And I didn't think about my kids not one time, not one time as that was very difficult for me to admit for a really long time. I had excuses for it. Well, you know, I never had a childhood when I was a teenager and in my early twenties, I had two kids by the time I was 23, all my friends were going out partying and at discos. That's how old mm-hmm. I am. I'm, you know, I was the eighties. Like, I, you know, I, I deserve this. I didn't have this, you know, geez, give me a break, you know, um, let me live my life. And, you know, nobody said no to me. Um, and it was, it was, it was terrible. It was a terrible point. So I figured when I gave up the cocaine, I would, you know, get closer to them again, but I didn't, I didn't, I, cause my drinking took over and I met another guy and the kids didn't want to be, you know, 
I, I was a mess. I was a hot mess, yeah. you know? So, you know, I had no relationship with them. It was very, um, it was very strained. I had everybody else in my family watching them for me. Okay. okay. So yeah. Yeah. And I ended up getting a did really- Did you lose custody or they were no, just with family? No, okay. they were just with family. And, mm-hmm. you know, not at this time, my, you know, my daughter was, you know, 15, 16 years old. And she said, I don't want to live with you. I want to live with dad. And mm-hmm. I, it crushed me, but I said, you know what, you know, this is the best, you know, I'm going to let her make her own decisions. Yeah. It kills me. So me. tough. Couldn't imagine. So I was just like, oh, okay. Cause I didn't want her or, or her brother to see me like this yeah. because I never knew how I was going to be. So that was my greatest excuse. Oh, I'm letting them do whatever they want. You know, I'm the, you know, the hit mom. Yeah. Bullshit. In, 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 I ended up getting this job that I made a lot of money at. So I was great at buying them stuff. I was the great here, here's a computer here. Here's this here. What, you know, buy, buy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fuck I bought them, but it was my way of making up for them and their teens. Like really Lori, really. And I, again, I'm not going to go to teenagers and tell them that mom has a problem. I'm not going to put that all on them. And so it just kept on going like that. It just kept on going like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, mm-hmm. who turned 23 years old in 2010, came to me. I had a hangover the size of Texas and I was just like, Whoa, I was supposed to go to marriage counseling for my second marriage. And he's standing in front of me and he's, he's depressed and I know what depression feels like. So I had a soft spot for him, you know, we're we're twinsies, but not giving him any, any advice about how to take care of it. You know, not saying, I know how you feel. I'm not saying, you know, anything. I know he smokes a lot of pot, and so maybe that's making him more depressed. And, and I, he's just, you know, he's just devastated. Like he's just got this look in his eye and I'm like, Nicholas, honey, like what the hell? You know, I can't, I can't deal with this right now because mom's got a headache, you know? Um, yeah. And he so bravely, so bravely um, said to me, um, mom, I, cause I, I, I think I yelled out. I think I screamed out to him. You know what your problem is? You're smoking too much pot. That's your problem. So, you know, just stop it and you won't be depressed anymore. And he just looked at me with tears in his eyes. And he was just like, it's not pot mom. Um, I'm addicted to heroin and I can't mm. get off. Yeah. And that my dear was the turning wow. point for me. And this was 2010, January, yeah. January 8th, 2010. Okay. And I, so yeah, at that point, your life was becoming unmanageable. It was, and I had no idea. children and, and I, your son. I, I truly, truly loved my children with all my, yeah. with all, of course. all that I had at that point, all that I could give them. And I just, whoa you know and I knew at this point that my drinking was way out of control but how could I tell him to stop something when I was I was right so fucked up myself so I decided that I was going to uh I was gonna help him I was gonna help him and um 
But you had, you had to help yourself first. <laughs> yes. I quickly found that out, my dear, because, you know, yeah. I, you know, he, I get a call like two weeks into his rehab, you know, you got to come and get him because mm -hmm. he, somebody, he tested positive for something in his system. And mm -hmm. I was drunk off my ass, you know? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to fix him and send him back to me. You know? right. I'm paying for this. Like, that's how I felt. Like I'm paying for this yeah. expensive rehab. So I've done my motherly duty. Yeah. You thought you were helping in some way. Almighty God. But yes, but I, I started to go to a couple of Al-Anon meetings and um, he got into another program. And on February 14th of 2010, I heard the words that I needed to hear that made me realize that if I don't get help and help myself, there was no way I was going to be able to help this child. There was no way, no way mm -hmm. in hell. So I walked into um, my first AA meeting. I am in a 12-step program. Um, I, AA saved my life and it continues to. Um, and I said the words, hi, I'm Lori and I'm an alcoholic. And whoo. Yeah. Damn, girl. <laughs> that first yeah. time. That first wow. time. But I, I have to say, you know, I mean, there's been so many ups and downs and sideways and backwards and forwards. And it's a journey. It's a journey. Oh, yeah. And um, I, in the past two years, have decided to become very vocal about it and recovering out loud. I, for 10 years, I did not. Um, and I've decided to because I just see so, so many people that if you can't get to a AA or NA meeting, then I just, you, you, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know how else and, to say, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of the reasons why you came to the socials to recover out loud. I mean, because for yeah. me, I know that's one of the reasons why I did so I could yeah. get it across to people who aren't able to get out who maybe aren't comfortable with getting out because not everybody exactly. is able to get up and yeah. go to AA or NA yeah. and, and you know yeah. what in the beginning I didn't even want to like I was a hermit crab I was like no and it was nerve-wracking but I, I had to because of the program I was into you know and then it did help yes yeah yes somebody, um, so did somebody you mentioned only... it to me mm -hmm. that there was this recovery world on Instagram and I'm like oh mm -hmm. I'm so bad with these, you know, social media things. And I, I never see, here's the other thing. I never heard anything good about it, but again, I'm listening to other people and not experiencing it for myself. So I was right. like, all right, let me, let me try. And wow. I, I was so pleasantly surprised of the community that is on there and it continues to mm -hmm. surprise me on a daily things that I didn't realize you know I have my yeah. own little my own little thing of you know if you're not doing a 12-step program and doing <laughs> this 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 and this you're not gonna get sober like still judging in recovery shame yeah. on <clears throat> shame on it happens me it happens. because I didn't know I didn't know yeah. what I didn't know. And um, I just want to be more open-minded. And when I see young people such as yourself getting sober younger and younger in helping to spread the message of hope, that there is hope out there, that we mm -hmm. do recover. Recovery is possible. 
I don't have great days every day just because I'm sober. Life happens. Hello. Of course. It's not. But we have tools. We have tools Mm. to navigate our lives a little better, you know? And And if it's just being connected, if I'm having a bad day and I go on and I see Krista, you know, giving a, you know, a live just for today, I, I smile and I'm like, wow, okay. I'm not having such a bad day. It's not a horrible life. It's a bad day, maybe a bad 10 minutes. That's all it is. I don't sit in it anymore because I stay connected. And for me, the connections, the connections are most important in my, my recovery today. Oh yeah. Connection is, is key. Absolutely. So do you have a lot of, do you have a lot of support around you now outside of the social media? I do. Family and still, yes, my family, um, and I, um, have reconnected on a whole different level. Um, I'm the oldest, um, sibling and, um, I have my younger brother, uh, is also in sobriety. So we have lots to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> he actually awesome. introduced, he actually introduced me to AA. So I'm forever oh. grateful to him. But, um, nice. the, the two biggest relationships, uh, one was my son and, and because he went through the whole recovery process, we were able to see each other on the same level and so when I did amends to him he 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 got it he got it so quickly because he's like okay mom you know I know and we're doing this together and and you know I'm sorry for this that you know we did our amends to each other it it was awesome like actually and he's had some issues you know he I I'm pleased to say that he is he's clean off of heroin for the past five years so he's had you know he's he's had a few relapses but I didn't go into panic mode um because I knew what I, I played that, what role I played. And that was as his mother praying for him and continuing Mm -hmm. to show him a good example. He knew what he needed to do. And so he's, he he bounced back and, you know, thank, thank God, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, my fiance was on, was on that eventually. And yeah. I'm so happy that he's sober and yeah. I'm so happy that your son's sober. That's me amazing. too. Me too. It's so hard. It yeah, is so scary. hard. It's, it's scary out there too. It is so scary, but I have to, I think my biggest relationship that is then restored and gone past my, any expectations that I've ever had is the one I have with my daughter. Um, my kids are now, you know, 36 and 34 years old now. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, mom, I'm the old lady and, you know, I don't know anything, you know, (laughs) and, and now it's like, my daughter is not in recovery. She does not need to be in recovery. She has never had a, a problem with any, any substance, knock on wood that's hard it's my head um but when I got to sit down with her and make my amends I actually you know she she's a she's a tough she's a tough broad she is very she's got a lot of walls up I I caused a lot of damage I, I, I caused a lot of damage, um, trust, she, trust the trust issue and the, you know, letting anybody get close and, you know, and I knew it and I could not make these amends to her, you know, my first 60 days, you know, it took me, you know, a year and a half to really get 
healing <laughs> under control. And I, and I sat her down and she sat with her arms folded, like, all right, what do you got? Yeah. And I was expecting her to say, okay, great, but I still don't want to have a relationship with you. And I had mm-hmm. to come to the, oh, the realization that that might happen. And I had accepted it. I didn't like it. I cried. And it took me uh, three or four times to call her to, to, to sit down because I wasn't ready to have that let yeah. go altogether yet. But I needed to do this for her, not for me, mm-hmm. for her, right. to let her free, mm-hmm. to set her free. Mm-hmm. And she sat there with her arms folded and um, I said what I needed to say. And I owned everything that I did and, and took full responsibility. There was, I did this, there was no, I did this, but. There was no mm-hmm. excuses. There was nothing. Yeah. I did it. I, I cannot change it, but I would hope that with some time we can start to build a relationship. And she just sat there for a little, a little bit and then she burst out crying and I've never seen her cry before. Cause she's, she's tough. And I start crying. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Wah, yeah. wah, wah. And she said to me, I thought you didn't even know what you did. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. But that must have been so releasing for it, both it, of it, you. It, it, and, it, it, it was. And we, yeah. we have a great relationship now. And she's the one that approached me about doing a podcast about recovery. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and amazing. so she does all my editing. She does her and her fiance. <laughs> oh, my God. If I didn't have them, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know how to eat up my <laughs> I hear you. It's hard. Every single day we have a conversation every single day and she's learning about recovery. She's learning why me and her brother are, are wired the way we are. She's understanding that it's not just addictions. It's the sinking process Mm -hmm. and, and it's just wonderful. And that is a gift. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah such a gift. And I, I am hoping for you that you have an amazing relationship right off the bat, my dear, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. You know, I, I thank you. So happy for you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, when it's I so exciting. Pregnant, I was like, oh, yeah. this is so great. She gets to be so impressive for her, yeah. for her child. It's so amazing that I get to be sober, a sober yes. mom, like, you know, and I, I didn't so think I would ever have you. kids. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think I would be this in this place, but I'm, you know, breaking the generational curses or whatever they say. Yeah. <laughs> so how has your life changed from uh, before to now? I in just, sobriety? I, 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 I love my life. I, ex- yeah. I am grateful for every single thing that's in it, good, bad, and indifferent. I am, I, I know it sounds so cliche and people want to sp- I, I wanted to smack people when they would say that. I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> you know, I hated, I hated all of mm-hmm. people in, in recovery. I hated you all. <laughs> I thought you were Yeah. Full of shit. Yeah. We are not full of shit. Um, I have a piece, Krista, I have a piece about me that, you know, I know that no matter what happens in my life, that I'm going to get through it, you know, no matter what. Yeah just no matter what. And, um, I happen to love myself. I don't want to commit mm-hmm. suicide. I don't want to hide away from the world. I feel good about myself. Um, I continue to, you know, seek out therapy when I'm going through a rough patch. I connect every day, every single day with other alcoholics and addicts. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love doing my podcast. I love just talking to people, seeing what it was like for them. It's just, I don't know. I'm just in a really good place. Yeah. That's amazing. Just, and then it's better. Yeah. I love hearing people say that because I know for me, I went through the depression in the dark times and just being sober and feeling the, just that, that energy, seeing the light and just, um, just having that spiritual awakening from the dark to the light. It's just, it's amazing. And there's really no words. You know, there's I not. Just, there's so I mean, many I owe a lot of it to one, my higher you know? power. Yeah, I owe it all to my higher power, but like, yeah, it's magical. And yeah, it is magical. I love it's it. It's so crazy. It's so crazy yeah. because I didn't think it was possible. Right. And I, for me, and this is, you know, when they say this, or, you know, you can't do it for somebody else, you got to do it for yourself. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was doing it for somebody else. But in some small way, like, I yeah. feel like even though my first eight months were horrific because I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't doing anything right. but going to one meeting a week. Like, all right, I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing it for my kid. But mm-hmm. that saying, for, there, there's a saying um, in AA, you know, I don't know whether God brought me to AA or AA brought me to God. I don't care yeah. which. I found them both, and I choose to call my higher power God. Um, I lost me him too. along the way. I, I, you know, Same. I was Catholic, and I just figured he, I, I thought of him as a punishing God, and I figured I did all these things, and so he doesn't want anything to do with me, and that's so not true. Um, and I'm so glad I have this, the, the relationship I, I have with my higher power today because mm-hmm. I use it daily. I every morning thank him for waking me up and asking for a sober day and to guide me and guard me. And every night when I go to bed, mm-hmm. I, I think of three things. My my sponsor asked me to do this early in sobriety and I hated her for it, but I still do it 12 years <laughs> later. That bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I, three things, three things that mm-hmm. I'm grateful for, for the day. Three things, especially when I, if, if I had a really bad day, I add on another three. At the top of my list every night before I go to bed is I am grateful to be sober. I am grateful for my family and friends. I am grateful to be alive. Every single day I say these things. And, you know, when I have, you know, a harder day than I'm so grateful yeah. for my Chihuahua Louie. Like I just, oh, you know, I love like that. Lighten it up. A little yeah. Bit. You know, and I, and, mm-hmm. and I just, and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful every single day to be sober and free Mm -hmm. yeah sober and free free. uh, do you have any new hobbies that you enjoy doing sober that you did gardening gardening Gardening. yeah (laughs) yeah I and and I didn't do it while I was sober I did it be well sober obviously but COVID I couldn't go anywhere so I started gardening outside (laughs) and I love it yeah that's amazing I love it. It's so relaxing just getting out there early, early in the morning and listening to the birds chirping and planting things and watching the flowers grow. I was like, that's like my little meditation. So yeah, gardening. I love it now. I love that. Do you have a favorite recovery quote or a saying if you have one? Trust your journey. Yeah. And what does that mean for you? Trust your journey oh, because I, <laughs> I have it tattooed on my arm. Trust your journey. In the dragonfly. It's in the dragonfly. 
Um, mm -hmm. Everybody's journey is different. I tried really hard to follow other people, do everything, everything everybody else was doing. And, and when it didn't work for me, again, I, I'm like, well, see, this isn't working. I would go to somebody else and say, okay, listen, this is not working. So what do you do? So it, I don't care how many times it takes me. <laughs> how, do you put, how, do you, how do you put dishes in your dishwasher? Ask three people and they're going to tell you something different. See what yeah. works for you. <laughs> don't go by one way. I was one of those people. It's my way or the highway. You know, this is the way it goes and this is what you have mm -hmm. to do. And if you just do it this way, you're going to be fine. Well, well, that's where, well, look where it landed me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's journey is different. Everybody has a different story to tell. Everybody has a different way of recovery. And so I say to everyone, and I, and I mean this with every ounce of my being, trust your journey. It is not yes. the same for everybody. You know, we're all, yeah. we, we all, we all came into recovery different. So why wouldn't we all be doing our recovery different? Right. Bits and pieces. That's, I love that. You know, what, yeah. What works for you. It's not a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and it's favorite. never going to be in recovery. No, no. Never. we're human beings. We're all different. Mm -hmm. So we all have different ways mm -hmm. of doing it. I, you know, if I say I listen to podcasts, people are like, oh yeah, I do too. But we listen to different podcasts, yeah. what resonates for you. So mm -hmm. I'm a 58 year old woman. So I might listen to podcasts of, uh, you know, people of my age or people of that have the same sobriety time or a little bit more mm -hmm. people yeah. that are just coming in are going to listen to somebody newly in sobriety. So everything is different. Mm -hmm. But yeah. having said that, I always listen mm -hmm. to the new, the newcomers. I always listen to the yeah. newcomers. I like and you them. have to, you, have you to. learn something new from the newcomers every day and, and the old timers. I mean, every day. I think you just, you're learning something new in recovery every yeah. single day. Every so single I didn't moment. do that. You know, so once I got to mm -hmm. five or six years, yeah. then what does a newcomer have to say? Oh my God, so much, yeah. so much. I learn something from somebody every day. And sometimes I see a newcomer that has three months, three days, yeah. six yeah. months, not even a year. And I'm like, holy shit. Yes. I love that. I love Amazing. that. Amazing. Yeah. Even 24 hours. I mean, at yes. least if you're trying, then that's all that matters. That's and, all that matters. And, and if you like, do wow. fail, you know, get back up. Get back up. Get back up. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, it, it scares me. It petrifies me. It scares the bejesus out of me. Have you relax. ever relapsed? You no. haven't yet. Me neither. No. And it is scary. No. no, I, since I, since I joined the rooms, I have not tried to even experiment and I have a very healthy, uh, very, very healthy fear of it because I know where it took me. And I play that yep. tape out. If I ever be, if I'm ever like, mm, maybe what? No, no, not even yeah, a half right. a one. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing. No matter what, we can get I through agree. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, it's amazing. Something that brought us to this place where we don't even pick up a drink. Um, but I, I have thought about it. You know, my depression came back during my pregnancy. And, you know, there were times where I'm like, you know, like a drink would fix us. But no, and that was just a moment. And that was just a passing a moment. moment. I and love that. My fiance reminds moment. me and and I just get into my head and remind myself that it's not worth it. Like, look at everything that, yeah. you know, and you need I to have speak overcome. That you need to speak yes. that up. That's the thing. Right. Don't keep that shit inside of you because I feel yeah. like it festers. Mm-hmm. And I, anybody that I know that I've talked to that has relapsed it, the relapse happened way before they took a drink because it's right. part of it. And they didn't say anything to anybody because they thought it would pass by saying it out loud. You cut that, you cut that, that pain in half by some, some way of just letting it out. I was thinking mm-hmm. about having a drink just even your fiance going, oh, hell no. You, right. You're like, mm-hmm. you're right. I just needed yeah. to tell myself I needed to let it out. I needed to mm-hmm. let it out. And it's past now. Because it is. It's a moment. It's a moment in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything passes. Definitely. It does. Yeah. I guess you kind of answered this, but what message or life lesson have you learned from your own recovery that you can share? I, you know, I, I think it, it, it goes back to the trusting your, your journey and, you know, yeah. and, and being your own person mm-hmm. and, you know, just be true to you. And I swear, I swear that, you know, just listening to my gut, listening to your own intuition, I feel like, you know, your intuition, or if you think something's not right, it's not. And if you think something is great, it is listening to your gut. I think it's your soul speaking, being more connected to yourself and your heart and your soul. And, you know, just doing this thing called life, man, life on life's terms. Um, yeah. Not fighting it. I fought everything. <laughs> I fought everything. Oh yeah. Not, me too. <laughs> that's, that's not going to work for me. There are excuses. There are excuses. Yes. I know that today. You know, I could laugh about it today. It was not so. Mm-hmm. I didn't laugh about anything the first year, but I could laugh. I, I could laugh about everything now. Mm-hmm. Excuses still- are tricky. Yeah, they are. You know, if you keep making excuses, if you yes. stay in that comfort zone, you know, yeah. you have to change. You have to get yeah. out of that comfort zone. And you blaming, have to. Claiming, yes. That blaming game. Oh, oh, you, if you didn't do this and if you didn't And it do that, isn't anybody else. It's no, ourselves. It's we it's learned ourselves. that in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, said that, you know, they were, you know, they wanted to do an interview. This was, you know, and I, you know, and, and when I first started this, I had 10 years sober and, mm-hmm. and I, you slip back very quickly. I want what I want when I want it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And I'm getting like tight jawed and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, mm-hmm. oh my God. What the frig, what the frig. Just let things happen the way yeah. they are supposed to happen. Yeah. The sound was off. The video was shaky. I was mm-hmm. like, mother you know what? It's the message. It's not the other person's yeah. or not having, you know, whatever, a computer or whatever, whatever <laughs> it was. I was like, right. Oh my God, Lori, you're doing it again. I could slip into it easily of same. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Slip so into it. 
it's all about the message. Yeah. And, you know, when people would say that they wanted to do it and then backed out, it's like, you know oh, what? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, learning that. I'm like, oh, shit. I've had a couple of people, but I'm like, yeah. one person it's relapsed. Okay. And I'm like, oh, no, like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It wasn't There's the right so time. so many people. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the right time for you or them, you know, or maybe yeah. it was just about them. You know, and you right. have to give them that grace. They were going through something mm-hmm. really hard at the time and they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that happens too, you know? And, and we've just, been there. We've been yeah, there. Yeah. Just like when, when we're ready to tell our story, then then we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, heartbreaking and though. You're so like, much. damn, you're like, shit. Yeah. I really I wanted this one. It was going to be such a good one. Oh yeah. I've had many mm-hmm. like that. And then they back out and I'm like, all right you know what it's it's no reflection on you don't take it as a dig to yourself you just (laughs) do not do not do not take it personally take nothing personally my sweet I know that's some more advice because I get trapped in that blaming myself judging myself taking things personally you're good just let it be just just let it be that's my fate I got let it be (laughs) all over my house let it be is my is another favorite slogan slogan of let it be yeah because it is not about you it is is, it's something that they're going through or having a hard time with the first time I did a podcast my mom was like oh my god people are gonna think that I was so not a good mother and I was like are you kidding me like what the hell is your problem but that's the way she felt and it's not fair to say you shouldn't feel that way Mm -hmm. you know she just didn't understand she didn't understand and so I see I'm still learning I'm 58 years old 12 years sober and I'm still learning girl well like the just for today says you're always going to be the student and the teacher in recovery you know yes (laughs) yes I love that I love that and thank you Um, so much for having me on this was great but um, before you go, how can we find you and your podcast? Okay, so I am platform? on Instagram at lures underscore lures lures l a u r s world of sobriety. Okay. That's me. I live in my own little world. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name, and that is also um the uh, my YouTube is called uh, Lures World. Um, that is that that you can find on YouTube. I have a Facebook page too. My name is Lori Anderson. I I recover out loud, so I have no problem. If anybody wants to know my last name, it's Anderson. <laughs> Lori Anderson. <laughs> okay, um, awesome. So that's you- I'll definitely be linking all of your stuff good, when I good, post good. it. Thanks, for honey. everybody I appreciate to find. It. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on thank today. You, Thank you yeah, and enjoy the and journey. Trust it. Yeah. Live it. Of course. Let it settle. <laughs> let it be. Go with the flow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. Anytime. Please keep keep uh keep uh connected with me and keep in touch and and of course. Uh, <laughs> if you need anything, you let me know too. Okay. I, all right. Thank you all so right, much. Honey, thanks. Have Krista. a great day. You do the same, sweetheart. Bye. Bye.